This is Hockey Central on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Friday is here, and we are talking hockey right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Kelly Kirsch, Logan Gordon, busy show today. We want to get to... Let's get to Prospects Camp and find out what's happened with the rookies. Let's talk to Lou. Flames Insider, Peter Lubardius, brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovations should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group, now offering Air Miles Reward Miles. Visit GeminiGroup.ca. Lou, I was talking to Logan off the air, and uh, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll tell you now on the air, I'm going to change my vote. When we were talking uh, yesterday about uh, the Russian phenom, uh, Kirill uh, Kaprizov, uh, I, I didn't know he was offered nine million bucks a year for six years. I I, uh, I changed my vote. Shut up and play. <laughs> I can't imagine you would respond yeah. that way. Take away but all the whole different culture yeah. stuff and whatever is like. Get used to it. Nine million bucks. I'll live wherever you want me to. Right. So. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, Bill Jaron did say earlier in the week, as we talked about on the hit yesterday, that they'd made him a very fair offer. I think that's yeah. a pretty. Offer. You had one really good year, kid, so uh, just saying, yeah. just saying. Okay, so we got that settled. That's good. Okay, we're getting closer to it. We got some hockey on the radio tomorrow, which is always awesome around these parts as the uh, rookies will take on the Edmonton Oilers rookies. Back-to-back games, they'll do it here on Monday. So tomorrow is 5 o'clock. We'll have it for you right here on Sportsnet 960, the fan, and and get lots of questions about the, the young guys and, and who's going to, Who's going to take that step? And you've got a couple of guys you want to kind of highlight. Jacob Pelche, you know, pretty high draft back a, uh, pick a while ago. Uh, he's been just working. He's working at his career and his craft. What have you? Seen? It's been a while since you've seen him live with your own two eyes. What have, what have uh, what's impressed you so far? He's bigger and stronger. Uh, it looks like his skating continues to improve. Not that that was ever an issue with him in any way, shape, or form. Kelly, I just I love his compete. I love his hockey sense. Um, you know, he's good with the puck. He had a really good year again, whether it was his seven points at the World Junior Championship. Um, you know, I think it says a lot about a player. So, you know, he spent a long time in Moncton, and then he got traded in last summer's offseason. Went to Valdor, and they made him the captain. So, you know, People just can't say enough about him, the person, his leadership abilities. I like the whole package. Um, you know, I see him as as a tweener type going forward between six and nine. You can check. You can play him in all kinds of different situations. And, and I think that there's some potential for upside. In fact, um, not completely similar but you know who he reminds me of a little on the Flames? Who? It's, Man- it's Sandra Mangiapane. Really? Yeah. Okay. Just uh, the work, the size, smarts, competitiveness. You know, probably going to take a little bit of time. But, uh, yeah, I just in the biggest observation, you know, I've only seen him for one skate, and they just started again literally three minutes ago for day two on the ice. But he, there's no doubt he, he spent the last couple of months here, put a lot of time in with Ryan Van Aston and company. And, you know, the thing we don't talk about probably enough, Kelly, is that, you know, the, learning not just about the hockey, but the training. You know, oh, when, yeah. when you start to compare yourself to everyday NHLers who have been doing it for a while, 
not that it's an eye-opener, not that kids don't train at a high level now, certainly in comparison. But, again, that's just that's part of the step of, of how you really have to apply yourself in every way, shape, or form to, to be and play and prosper at the highest level. Oh, absolutely. We, we see that in all kinds of, of, of different sports and all kinds in, in life and in business, too. Yes. I, I was uh, having a conversation with, with somebody talking about like when we when we try people out on 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 doing sports radio and oh, I'm a sports fan. I really follow it a lot. And we've tried some some former ex broadcasters that were pretty high profile on is like, well, you think you know a lot about sports. Well, uh, try and do an NFL segment or two with uh, Pat Steinberg and, and Will Nault. You know, like. You better know it like they do, and that's the same thing with with Pelche. It's like you want to do this for a living, you better be on that same conditioning you know regiment that the big guys are, because uh, there's a reason they do it. There's absolutely a reason they do it, and 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 it's learning for everybody. You know, from from the best player to you know fourth and fifth round guys, and again, what's the great separator? So many times is the work. And what are you willing to do that others aren't? It's a, it's a great, great separator. And, you know, in the case of Jacob Pelche, I just, I don't see with his makeup, he's going to play. He's going to play. It's just a matter of when. And then so down in Stockton, he, he's probably going to get used in, in all kinds of situations, mm-hmm. which is just really going to help him out and just, you know, a full schedule and get used to being a pro and being a pro and the travel and all, all the stuff off the ice that the guys have to get used to. And we, we've had some, we talked about Rasmus Anderson. It took him a while to kind of get used to like North America and not, not North America, but just being an, uh, a professional hockey player and what you have to do for food. What do you have to do for exercise? What, how do you get your rest? All that kind of stuff. How you limit distractions. How about paying your own bills? All that stuff, right? Those guys, no. yeah, it's 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 different for them. Meanwhile, they have to be in this ultra competitive, you know, hockey game. That I always think yeah. it's it's, it's eye opening for those guys. And you're going to be in a place, you know, Stockton, California, and they don't have the uh, the most awesome, you know, travel in the AHL. It's a little rough, right? So that just toughens you up a little bit too. Yeah, whether you're my age or your age or I think anybody's age. Until you actually have to start doing things that you've never done before, telling us, you know, that's a big adjustment. Yeah. That's a big, big adjustment. Think about, you know, I don't know where your first move was, if it was Wayburn or somewhere else. I can't quite remember. But i tell you what, I remember what it's like leaving the house in Saskatoon for Estevan to start my career at 18. You want yeah. to talk about an eye opener, and I—I I wasn't the most, and I'm still not the most conditioned <laughs> person to do certain things. Yeah. And I've done a great job of avoiding a lot of them. <laughs> how, how much crap can I get in my Camaro so I can drive to Wayburn, Saskatchewan? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have a car when uh, I started at oh eighteen. My God. And I have stories uh, yeah. all over the place and guys that do Isn't that. that great? And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Peter Labardi is, is our guest on Hockey Central, also joined by uh, Logan Gordon. We're talking about the Flames prospect camp, Logan. Yeah, it's funny then your notes, Lou, today that you, you mentioned Zary and Pelche and uh, me and, and Will and Pat earlier on in the week on the big show had a discussion that I thought was, was really good because it's one we haven't had in a while here, and it was who is the Flames' 
top prospect right now. If you take away a Valimaki or even a Mackey and, and, you know, sort of put them in the next step, who comes out on top? And uh, me and Will both went to, to Connor Zary as our, as our votes for the top prospect in the organization for a couple of reasons. I said he pays a, a premium position. He's been a high scorer through junior. And for me, what really stood out last year and a lot of ways it was a tough year for hockey players with the pandemic and not playing as much, but if anybody got a taste and a good taste of things in pro hockey, it was Connor Zary who in nine games was stocked and I thought showed out very well, showed seven points in those nine games and adjusted and took that into 15 WHL games and just continued to do what he does yeah. so well. First of all, just a, a thought on, on Connor, what you've seen from him so far and sort of his trajectory going forward as a Flames prospect. Well, again, not unlike Pelche, you can tell that there's been work done in the gym. And, you know, for Connor, going back to his draft year in Kamloops, no one was ever concerned about his hockey sense, his smarts, his ability to make plays with a puck, you know, skating. And he was the first one to bring that up yesterday that, you know, again, that was a primary focus. And at this level, Logan, as you know, your ability to create separation in order to be able to do those types of things is is really a great separator in his own right. I just think the year that Connor had, so think about his year. So he doesn't have a league to play in to begin with, ends up going to Team Canada camp, which starts in the middle of November in Red Deer. They run into a COVID situation. They get shut down for a couple of weeks. Probably prior to the start of the camp, I would say he was not a lock by any stretch. Had as good a camp as anybody on the team. Earned his way there. More than held his own, you know, in a bottom six type role for that team at the World Junior. You know, experience coming out of that was productive with pros at the American Hockey League level. And as you pointed out, then, you know, what I really liked about his year is it's it's not like he left here with Stockton, went back to Kamloops and said, no, I'm good. No, he just went and said, yeah, I'm one of the best guys in this league and, and I'm going to show it on an everyday basis. So, you know, when you chat with him as we had an opportunity and guys – by the way, it's, it's kind of nice now to see somebody's face within at least 20 feet when you interview them. It's just a very different feel again, as we had yesterday with Pelche and Siri and Stockton head coach Mitch Love. But there's an energy and a spirit about Connor that I can't really describe necessarily on the radio. You've heard him on our radio station a few times, but... You know, I walked out of the room yesterday and I just said, you know, this guy's just over and above the hockey. He's, this guy's got something going on. There's there's an infectious side to Connor's area I'm finding. You know, I'm wondering about the Stockton Heat. And, you know, you got a new coach there. You know, the system is obviously going to be similar to what it was. I'm curious about Daryl's influence on the Stockton Heat and how he'll want those guys to play. And I... Just think from a radio station point of view, boy, we're going to have to be a little bit more dialed in with those guys because there's a bunch of storylines down there, Lou, or going to be anyway. 
wall as there is, and we'll see how it all shakes down. But needless to say, you're going to want to follow the two guys that we've spoken about really closely. We'll see what happens with somebody like an Adam Ruzicka. You know, can he find his way? He's not in this camp. Um, you know, he's a guy that you think about. There are others, whether Goalies. it's Amelia Coley, for sure, Dustin Wolf, and however that settles itself out. Yeah, the interesting thing for me, and I'm glad you went there, Kelly, today, is it's a year with a number of prospects in Stockton that I wouldn't call them make-or-break years, but they're, you know, if you're Emilio Patterson, if you're Dimitri Zavgarodny, if you're Martin Pospisil, you know, if you're of that, I guess, ilk, like, you really want to become a guy that pushes. That, that, you know, that's when you know things are good. When you have players who are on the precipice, and the more of those you have in your organization, it just makes your whole group better yeah. because it constantly pushes everybody to be better. So well, you're right. They're, they're, you know, Kuznetsov, you know, will be a 19-year-old rookie in the American Hockey League. So you're right. It's uh, maybe more this year than a lot of other years. It's going to be a lot to pay attention to, and we will. Yeah, and I, and I know I'm going to preach to the choir with you, Lou, but we talk about you can draft whoever you want. You can have the best scouting staff, but that development piece when it comes Here. to the HL, it, if you don't have it, you're you're screwed basically. So this is this is so important, and I, you know, and they've really laid some interesting foundations when when uh, Coach Huska was down there, and the and uh, you know. Kale was down there. I mean, they've got a plan for, for, for the farm team and, and their development. So this is going to be very interesting. But I know you're the one that always, you know, pounds the table about, you know, development. And, and not just on your AHL team, but kind of everywhere. you got to have that Calgary Flames mentality. The second you get drafted and, and you're part of the Flames uh, organization, you got to start playing and start preparing for yourself the way that needs to be. It's just as simple as that, but it's such a big thing that I think, you know, we, we have all these previews and we jump up and down about, oh, this guy got drafted and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's great, but uh, how they develop and how they become pros is more important, really. It, no, it's completely more important. And, you know, think about the best organizations in the league. Take Tampa, for example. Don't we find every single year... Like, look at Ross Colton and these players. Yeah, we always say, we're, who's, who's you know, this guy, Matthew right? Matthew Joseph. Like, go, like, just everywhere. Um, you know, the Detroit model for so many years. Because the, the good thing, and trust me, there's some more guys coming in, in Tampa. Boris Kachuk, I won't, I won't keep going down the list. But, you know, they've done, a, they've done an amazing job of drafting. But again... Developing people at that level, as you know, as you just spoke of it, it's every bit as important or even more. Like, like draft days, that's, that's the starting point. But for the majority of players, like, that's it. That's the first very small step. It's where you go forward. Because, you know, if even every single season. Now, it's a little different because of the, the salary cap. You know, you find more talented young people being indoctrinated into the NHL. And one of the reasons is, is because they're relatively cheap, not always because they're ready. 
But when you're in a position where you can have guys marinate so that when they get here, they're really ready, that's the optimal situation. So you're right. I mean, I couldn't bang that drum any harder. And, and the Flames, you know, to their credit, and, I, and it's, you know, it's one of the reasons that they've had some success with fourth and fifth and sixth round guys. They've, they've made great choices, but they've also, you know, developed and put them in good spots too. Peter, tomorrow is, uh, is the rookie game, Flames versus the Oilers rookies from Edmonton. Uh, the score of the game, yeah, it's, it's whatever. But it's sure going to be interesting to see how, how these guys have, have uh, grown, what they can do, how their shots have improved, what the goalies are like. There are just so many things to kind of take in, and uh, you guys will be all over it, obviously, tomorrow. Yeah, we will most certainly will. Starts at 5 o'clock. Um, spent a great deal of last night preparing both rosters, and they're large. <laughs> starting to get a bit of an idea for both teams who's going to potentially play and who isn't. I will tell you that, you know, the Oilers roster, you know, it doesn't feature a lot of wow names, but, you know, one that would come to mind for me is Philip Broberg, an eighth overall pick in 2019, a defenseman, Dmitry Samarukov. Um, those are two guys in particular I'm excited about watching um, as far as the other side of the coin, they look to be relatively evenly matched. But from a Flames perspective, Kelly, and you know I'm always thinking this way, these are the kind of guys that, yeah, you know, I'm going to focus on Zeri and Pelche and some of the other guys. But when I come to these kind of camps, so here's an example. Ryan Francis, who was in Cape Breton and then finished last year in St. John with the Sea Dogs at 50 points in just over 30 games. And of all the newcomers yesterday, he really jumped at me. Makes plays, high skill level. I like his motor. Um, you know, he's a guy yesterday that I went, oh, I hadn't seen a ton of him in the past, but this guy's an interesting guy for me. So, I'm I'm always fascinated and excited about those types of players. And, you know, if today and yesterday or any indication looks like he's going to be on a line with Jacob Pelche. So, you know, that's that's he's going to be an interesting guy. I'm going to see if it continues with him today. And more importantly, you know, in those two games, because, you know, when you draft and you're picked in some of the later rounds, boy, that's, that's found money, Kelly, when oh. those guys turn out. Yeah, and the Flames have done it a few times, right? So that's they the have. cool part. Okay, Lou, we'll let you go. We'll listen for you guys tomorrow at 5 o'clock from Edmonton and then again on Monday. We'll talk, obviously, in this segment on Monday as well. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see what uh, what we see with these rookie games. Yeah, I can't wait. Thanks, guys. Everybody have a good weekend. Be safe. Flames Insider, Peter Lubardius, brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovations should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group, now offering Air Miles Reward Miles. Visit GeminiGroup.ca. Kelly Kirsch, Logan Gordon, it is Hockey Central right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Coming up at 2 o'clock, it's the big show as they go live from YYC. Looking forward to it uh, again at Wild Rose Brewery. Love the tap room. We're going to tell you all about what they got going on. So proud to, to be back there. Looking forward to it. Uh, as they, uh, you know, 
talking about their 25th anniversary, their dog-friendly patio and a whole bunch more. Uh, it's going to be fun. So go by and, and say hello to the guys. They're, uh, they're doing the safety things. Whatever rules are in place, we follow them. That's what we do here. Wild Rose Brewery and Tap Room in the Curry Barracks offers up a menu to satisfy any craving as well as any beer pairing. Join us today. Looking forward to it. We'll talk to the boys at 2 o'clock. Blue Jays coming up at 6. Right here. We'll talk. Uh, we'll switch gears a little bit. Talk about the Calgary Hitman. they got something special tomorrow. We'll do that next in Hockey Central. Oh, almost at noon. Almost at it. It's 1 o'clock. Okay. Hockey Central continues on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Froelich and James Neal on PTOs for the St. Louis Blues. That's uh, that's the one that I took from Logan's trending now. There's like, hmm, interesting. I, I think Froelich will be just fine. I think that they could, that sounds like a St. Louis bluesy kind of player. James Neal, I'm not sure about, but uh, I imagine we'll hear all kinds of news like that. Kelly Kirsch, Logan Gordon, it is Hockey Central at noon. We're just trying to connect up with our guest. If not, we will uh, try a little bit later, as uh, the Calgary Hitmen are uh, getting their preseason underway. They've got something special coming up uh, tomorrow night. And, um, yeah, they are uh, getting ready for their season. Looks like we're going to have about 53 games, I think, is the number, over the air. And all games, uh, if it's a, a Flames conflict, then uh, then we just kind of put her on the old website. So looking forward to that. We're also going to be uh, featuring Steve Hamilton, head coach of the Calgary Hitman, will be joining uh, Hockey Central. What did we say, Tuesdays, Logan, or what was the... Tuesdays, Thursdays, Tuesdays? Yeah, we're working on Tuesdays. Yeah, so we'll get kind of the scoop after after usually they play a ton, obviously, of games on on the weekend. We'll find out from Coach Hamilton what's what is the story. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be neat to to get the Calgary Hitman uh, back on the radio with uh, Brad Curl and the crew. And uh, we'll have it for you right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, yeah, I was saying that um, Froelich and James Neal on PTOs. Froelich sounds exactly like one of those projects the Blues would, would take and sling him in and out of the lineup. and uh, But we thought maybe things had sort of soured because he you know, he could, could, didn't play for Montreal, hardly. Ten games last season. Yeah. Eight with Montreal, two with Laval. He had had a nice long career. He had been sure playing did. a long, long time. And, um, yeah, I, I think he's got some things you could uh, – James Neal, I just – I. Unless I'm missing it, I don't know where you, you can't really slot him, you know, you can't just put him on the power play. No, can't, there's no room for one-dimensional guys in most teams, let alone the Blues, which I think would employ a fairly strong two-way game. I I don't know where they see him fitting in, frankly, it's an interesting one, I think the Froelich one, you can always use a veteran guy in your bottom six that kills penalties and... Yeah. You know, gives you a solid 10 minutes a night. But where does James Neal fit in skill-wise on a team that's got Shen, Buchnevich, they just picked up Brandon Saad this offseason, David Perron still there, Jordan Cairo. You know, as of well, right now, it sounds like they're going to start the year with Tarasenko there still. You, you wonder if that's an insurance policy or a lottery ticket to say maybe maybe we can get – I always love when teams do that. Oh, we – we see where other teams went wrong. We're going to get yeah, out of it. And we'll the, the, fa- the fail rate on that is like 90%. It never, never seems to work. But people just, no, we got this. We got this figured out. So I'm just wondering if that's a bit of a lottery ticket and just say, hey, we don't risk rewards pretty pretty low on this. If it turns out good, then we look awesome. If he doesn't, then 
see you. You know. Both of these guys with lots of experience. Both just they've they've been through the wars. Those guys. Eight hundred and fifty for Neil. Eight fifty eight for Froelich. Yeah, that's a long time. Michael's been around now. Florida, Chicago, Winnipeg, Calgary, Buffalo, Montreal. Yeah. Neil, Dallas, Pittsburgh, Nashville, Vegas, Calgary, Edmonton. But that that time for James Neil in Las Vegas, where he was that extra bit of oomph, seems like a million years ago now, doesn't it? Sure does. Uh, that first year with Calgary was as bad as it could have gone, and uh, obviously the Oilers weren't overly impressed. No, <laughs> yeah, they they sure, uh, and it wasn't for, got for lack of trying. Of four years of just under two million dollars per that they'll be paying him. So remember when that trade happened, Lucic for Neil and all those brave texters with the seven eight zero. Area code, oh, they're going to put him on with McDavid. He's going to fill the net. Hmm. He, had, he had, like, one one game where he, he filled the net. Yeah. The, yeah. The one, we really, really stuck it to us, the one game. Yeah. The other one's, eh. Rookie game tomorrow here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, we talked to Peter Labardius about, you know, some of the guys he's he's looking at. And I always find it fascinating just to, to see, you know, levels and, and, you know, who has made that step. Who has gotten bigger? Who's gotten stronger? Who has really worked on, you know, some of the some of the things you have to work on? Like if you're a really offensive player, you got to make sure you can play defense. Otherwise, you're not going to play in the NHL. And the same thing where defensive guys is like, do you have some sort of offensive upside? We'll find that out tomorrow. Um, I'm curious about Jacob Pelche, and I'm really curious about the goaltenders. I don't know if we find much out from the goalies. Maybe till preseason, but I'm just I'm just curious to see where, you know, you know, a, a Dustin Wolf is is going to end up. Tyler Parsons, where you know, can he kind of get the get the show back on the road? I'm curious, very curious. There's a lot of questions here, especially. I mean, we we've had the conversations about the veteran guys that the Flames have brought in and where they sort of stand. And what, in terms yeah. of a, a, you know, what does that impact a Mackey? Does that impact a, a Valamaki or a Glenn Godden at that level? But there's only we so many, yeah, there's only so many guys that yeah, can play. So exactly, yeah. and but we, in fairness, we haven't had those conversations, and I don't know that the Flames have had those conversations of a, you know, what happens if a Jacob Pelche is is phenomenal in training? Makes camp you change and, your mind, like exactly. What, what, or what would it take for the coaching staff? Like, what do you have to do to change change his mind to yeah. say, you know what? I think he deserves a shot to come on up here. Yeah, and that- I, I think those are the ones that will always be interesting. The goalie one, I think, is is interesting more in the fact that Stockton has so many goaltenders this year, mm-hmm. and how are you going to... Yeah, like our, our conversation with whoever the play-by-play guy happens to be this year in Stockton is going to be interesting mm-hmm. when we have those conversations on the show in December in January and so on. Is- well, you, you know what? We have Mitch Love, the new Stockton head coach, on with us at 3.30 today. I'd be curious what the guys you know, say to him. Look, you, you're coming in. You've got three, four guys potentially. And one net. In net. How, yeah. do you, how do you divide that? Right? You've got a guy in Dustin that's starting to come out and, yeah. and put all these you know, minutes together and has had a huge pedigree. How do you, how do you spread that out? Yeah. And, and goalies have a different sort of... Uh, target when it comes to progression it's just the way it is it's just they don't they don't progress necessarily the same way other players do because it just takes a little longer and that's why you see goalies from all different kinds of backgrounds that come out of nowhere and so i'm i'm just 
curious to see. I mean, Dustin Wolf was a late pick. Tyler Parsons a little higher. So let's see where, you know, these guys go and they're back to normal and or as close to normal as you possibly can be, as we say here in mid-September. But I'm I'm curious to see. We'll find out. So we'll have that game tomorrow at, at 5 o'clock. So it'll be Derek, Peter, and uh, and Pat up from uh, up from Edmonton. And so they will... Uh, I think the Jays go at 1 o'clock, so I think we just kind of just go one to the other, I would think is how that would work. And then the guys will, uh, we don't really care about the score. We care more about, okay, how does this guy look on the PK? Or what about this guy? You know, we we worried about this from him before. What about progression or regression or who isn't showing anything? And it's it's not like, okay, if you don't show in these two games, you're... Uh, your career may be over. You might have to do something else. It's not that at all. No. But it certainly helps that if the pressure's on. Uh, no fans in, in either game, so that's going to be interesting. It's just going to be, uh, I think the Flames are, are streaming it if you want to see the video, but of course we'll have the game too. I think they're just going to use our audio, so you're you're set either way, basically. Yeah, that's so a that's what's situation. Happening. And then Monday, uh, 6 o'clock, I know it's election day, but you know what? Let's talk about prospects. <laughs> We have another station across the hall that'll get you all updated. Yeah, on the you want to do that, then yeah. So that's that's how that's going. Um, I think what we'll do is we'll take a break and we'll see if we can hook up with our guest. And if not, then we'll uh, dig into what's going on. Um, there's a lot happening uh, elsewhere when it comes to sports, but we'll find out some of the other uh, some of the other. Um, uh, newsworthy items we're finding out from the NHL. It is Hockey Central back in a bit right here on Sportsnet 960. This is Hockey Central on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Kelly Kirsch, Logan Gordon making way for the live show of the big show as Will and Pat will go live from the tap room at uh, Wild Rose Brewery. Looking forward to that in Curry Barracks. Baseball Blue Jays coming your way as they take on the Minnesota Twins. We'll join that at 6 o'clock. We'll have Jays at 1 o'clock tomorrow and 11 o'clock on Sundays. we got all kinds of play-by-play. Got some NFL football coming your way and tons more. So we, our guest uh, not available, so I'll just give you uh, my synopsis of what I was going to tell you. As the uh, Calgary Hitmen have, have done some amazing work when it comes to uh, Indigenous people and just... Um, just kind of bridging that gap and, and Rob Kerr has been part of it. And um, what's happening tomorrow is kind of a special. It, the, uh, the Calgary Hitmen are taking on the Red Deer Rebels. Happens all the time, right? Well, this is a preseason game, 7 o'clock at Six Sitka. And uh, they've got the Deerfoot Sportsplex. And so they're going to do the game there, which is pretty cool. And it's, it's pretty limited seating there. So, uh you know, don't go and look for a ticket, that kind of thing. But uh, the story is we're, we're going to send it out. Uh, we sent out a thing to our uh, Sportsnet Nation, but there'll be a link in there that you can listen to to the broadcast. It's going to be pretty slick So, um, because they're going to have some some uh, some of the folks from, from the nation on the broadcast and, uh, you know, the, doing, doing some of the uh, broadcast in Blackfoot, which is pretty cool too. So looking forward to that. And uh, so the Hitman, once again, uh, really, you know, talks cheap, and they're they're putting their money where their mouth is, and and they just do an amazing jobs. So, somebody should uh, nominate those guys for an award because they do it all the time. So, it's not just for show; they're doing it for real. So, good for you guys. Look forward to that. We will uh, tweet that out at the link for you. Simple as that because it's on 
on their radio station out there. So there's a link, and you can just kind of listen when you want at 7 o'clock tomorrow. Simple as that. I got, um, I think I'm the only person in Calgary that subscribes to the hockey news. A lot of people kind of look at me going, I didn't know that was still around. But it is. And I have no, you know, I, I'm not giving it a free plug or anything here. But um, they do have some good stuff, and they have their uh, their yearbook out, their predictions. And I'm kind of going around at a long pace. They have predicted the Flames to be third in the Pacific Division behind Edmonton and Las Vegas. How about that? They uh, they like the intangibles of the Calgary Flames. The intangibles. So the intangibles. So, I mean, um, and they've got the, the depth chart. You know, they got Gaudreau, Lindholm, and Kachuk on the first line. Manjapani, Monaghan. And Coleman on line number two. See, that was my line. They got that yep. from me. Yeah, they did. Well, maybe this stole that from me. You never know. And they got Backland with Dubé and Tyler Picklick. No. And then they got uh, Luch with uh, Trevor Lewis and Brett Ritchie. Um, and kind of, you know, outside looking in, some of the young guys, Zeri, Pelche, and Godden. And maybe let's pick up on that a little bit. Um, what What do you think it would take? For that fifth line, you know, one of those guys to basically steal a job from a from a Trevor Lewis or a Brad Richardson or a Tyler Pitlick or a Brett Ritchie. Consistency. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing. I think that that's why Brad Living and Daryl Sutter lean so heavily on the veterans that we saw. The Trevor Lewis is the Brad Richardson signings of, of late is because those are consistent guys it's not an up and down night question for Daryl Sutter or the rest of the coaching staff as to what he's going to get from them and I think that that's an expectation that I I think applies to everybody in the lineup it's sure it's I'm sure it's a lot easier when you're playing 10 minutes a night uh, a fourth line hockey compared to first line against the best guys night in night out but I, I think it's an expectation that is set out by the coaching staff, especially this coach, Daryl Sutter, uh, to the rest of his group. And I think that that's sometimes what can be hard for young guys. We saw it with Dylan Dubé last year, right? He was in the coach's doghouse of Alamac. He was in the same spot because what they brought on a night-to-night basis was never the same. And in the coach's eyes, that means he can't trust you from night-to-night. It's, it's not good enough He can't the wait three or four shifts into the game to see if you're awake tonight, if you're paying yeah. attention to your angles. Do you got, do you got your you details down? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not don't. I'm not waiting until 10 minutes of the first period to see if you've got it. Yeah. You either have it from the start of the night or you don't have it from the start of the night, and that's the expectation. They're pros. Uh, Connor Mackey, when he joined us after signing his deal, and I spoke to Will about this, and I loved what he said. He said that expectation is to be your best. We're pros. We should have that expectation of ourselves anyways on a night in night out basis so he said that's not anything that's being excessively asked of anybody you might think Daryl Sutter's a hard coach but he's just asking for what we should be expecting from ourselves night in night out why why shouldn't we have those same sort of standards for ourselves so for me that's really what it's going to take it's going to take one of those young guys be it a Godin, a Zary, Pelche, Mackey to show Daryl Sutter every practice Every preseason game that they get in, the exact same version of themselves, night in, night out, day on, day mm-hmm. off, because I think that's the only way to gain the coach's trust. I think he will give you opportunities to do it, but when you don't do it, you're going to hear about it, 
And I think you're going to not like your ice time very much some nights. Yeah. But I think that, to me, that's the only way. Because yeah. the veteran guys that he that have been brought into this team have been brought in because, guess what? Brett Ritchie, Brad Richardson, those guys, Plays they do the, right the same thing every night. Is it the most spectacular thing in the world? No. But they, you know what you're going to get from them every night. It's not a question. Brad Richardson's good on face-offs every night. He's not good on face-offs twice a week. He's good on face-offs every night. Yeah, that's right? why he stuck the around for so long. values yeah. that. Yeah. I think this organization is trying to value that. So I don't think it's a, a set-in-stone thing that these guys can't make the team. But I think you, if that's – for me, if you're asking me what do they absolutely need to do, you need to be consistent. Yeah. And you're going to have to really show yourself. And uh, they were talking about the penalty kill. And when you think about it, there's some some guys that, that killed a lot of penalties that aren't here this year. You know, uh, Mark Giordano, um, Derek Ryan, Sam Bennett. Those guys aren't around anymore. No. So it's going to be an opportunity for some of these guys. And, and there's some, you know, there's some guys that, that have done it. You know, Pitlick has made a living at it. Um, Coleman as well. And I wonder if that's maybe a chance for some of these young guys in the preseason to show, like, yeah, I, I will get my work boots on and I'll do the hard work because that, if you can do that, that's just another that's a, just another tool in the toolbox to say, by the way, I kill penalties. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing here. Um, it'll be very curious to see what happens. But you also have to, like these young guys, you can't let them get disheartened. But you also can't just entitle them either. Like this, yeah, you can't uh, give it to them either. No. I so it's that's... one of those things. And we've, you know, Lou and I have talked about this a million times on this segment in this show that it's not a crime to go to the AHL. Like people, no. people, I think the fans just like, just, there are some fans that think it's some sort of, it is a demotion, but it is a development league and a development team. And that's kind of the way it is. And you can fly back and forth. Last time I checked. So yeah. we, we can fly people down there. We can also get them back you know, if we need them. And that will happen because the way the schedule is, the way the travel is, yeah, it's going to be tough. The Detroit Red Wings made a living off of it. I, I never, I always understood that the Red Wings were a strong drafting team and development team. I always knew that because they went to the playoffs for decades straight. But when we were in the middle of the pandemic last year and we had nothing going on and me and Klein or Steinberg or any of these guys were doing our redrafts. Oh, yes. Uh, because we just needed to kill time. It was unbelievable how many of these guys Detroit hit on year after year after year. But you started to notice these guys didn't run to the NHL every year. No, they had like two they years two or up, three up and down years. in Grand, exactly. Grand Rapids. It, was, it wasn't a choice. It was you had to go to the AHL first. That was it. They, they weren't drafting you to play in Detroit next year. They were drafting you to play either your junior year out or to head to the AHL and figure it out. Yeah. And once you've proven you can do that, then all of a sudden the guys come up and they're 100% ready to go yeah. because they've had all of that time. And I think there are always exceptions to the rules. I think there's – and in Calgary maybe we've been spoiled by that, spoiled by a guy like Matthew Kachuk who comes in right off the bat. But you got to understand, Matthew comes from a hockey family. Right yeah, and has he, had that he's the exception through, not the exactly rule, for sure. right and so and, and then and, everybody expects oh he's, well Matthew jumped right in yeah okay well so did Sam and well Sam was great for a little while you look back at it now you probably yeah, wish Sam went probably, to the AHL for a should, while probably should have been down there right Detroit doesn't follow their own rules anymore and they got away from it but you know Lou talked about the Tampa Bay Lightning how they have 
really kind of, you know, Nashville was very good at developing players. And the Flames have been too. Like, we, you know, that's why we talked in, in the last segment where, you know, you know, you draft all these guys, you have all these prospects, and everyone, you know, wants to put a grade on them, and everybody wants to say where they're at. Well, that's fine. But the development of how these guys get better as a pro mm-hmm. is really, really important. So that's that'll be interesting to see what happens. But uh, and just on that same publication, as we talk about the hockey news and their their mm-hmm. uh, their predictions and their previews, they have the Flames Stanley Cup odds at thirty to one. So there mm. is that. Uh, and I know you're dying to know the Buffalo Sabers are one hundred to one. That's a little high for me. Yeah, that's. You could have added a zero, and I might have still questioned whether or not I'd actually put money on that. Hmm. Let's see. Well, and you know, Carolina I played Hart- by the rules of the office, uh, <laughs> Kevin Malone. And if you get ten thousand to one odds, you always take those odds. But a hundred's not quite good enough for me. Uh, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks forty-six to one. Isn't that an oddly specific number to you? Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, Avalanche are nine to one. Okay. Just uh, oh, here's another uh, random number: the Blue Jackets, yeah, ninety-six to one. And that doesn't make sense. That's I don't know that it's a professional sports book giving out yeah. those odds. Hockey news, you're welcome. Forty-seven and a half, yeah, what to is, one odds. What's going that on? You may or may not <laughs> win the Stanley Cup. That's uh, look. I mean, that that's the business. That's the industry that they're in is mm-hmm. is making those predictions, and I'm sure there's years they've been remarkably right and there's years were remarkably wrong yeah, right i mean it's, it's fun when you when you do the um you go back let's go back yeah. 5 years go back 10 years and we and, never have the time to do that by the way everything it, happens so it, fast we never it, get that here's time here's our predictions yeah. and 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 more so for uh drafting's really fun like yeah. this guy's a can't miss blah 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 and then you just kind of go okay well 10 years where did the, uh, the guys yeah he's well and the guys just did that with Jankowski the other day right he signed that PTO with New Jersey and they oh took a God. little bit of a that didn't my, my classic for you? my classic thing with Mark Jankowski. So Boomer and uh, and Pat are at the draft, and they're they're tra- trading picks and they're moving around, and so they they pick this guy and the the scrambling in the <laughs> paper like Mister I'm so prepared you 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 can't get anything by me Steinberg is like. Uh yeah. <laughs> and Boom yeah. is like straight out of straight out of high school. Well we found him. He goes to some yeah. And I and he had, he showed some flashes there. He showed some flashes. Um just don't know if he's got the oh, I wanna do this. I gotta be an NHL player. That's kinda maybe the uh Yeah. That would have been an interesting trade if that would have happened. The the rumored trade, TJ Brody. And Mark Jankowski uh, traded to Toronto for Nazem Kadri. Who who else was? Oh, uh, Brown there too. Yeah. Oh yeah, Connor Brown. Yeah, yeah. Never happened. No, never happened. Kadri and uh, nicked that one. Yeah, said I. I don't want to go to Calgary. Yes. I your mountains aren't high enough. I I will no, go to go, Denver. I'll go to Denver, and uh, I will flip out in the playoffs and get suspended. Well, I think he was worried too. I don't know if he ever. I'd have to go back and look. I don't know if he was ever worried about the relationship with Mark. After they had that little incident a few years ago, and he gave him the little uh, slash around the neck thing, and yeah, yeah, I don't know if he was ever worried that he just wasn't going to fit in there, but it won't. And that stuff doesn't matter, right? I don't think so. I think most of those guys just the door off and Lucci didn't yeah, they well, try and kill each other? Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. they went at it. Yeah, the huge sucker punches, and then 
as soon as he had his door off on you, you know, now he's, oh, we get to punch guys together instead of punch <laughs> each other. And it's like, okay, yeah, you guys go ahead and do that, right? Nope. They're just on the same beat. But that's how it is in pro sports, right? It's the it's yeah. the Team Canada conundrum every time an Olympic or best on best comes up, right? These yeah. guys hate each other. They're playing against each other night in, night out. But then flip of a switch, they're all in the same jersey. It all goes away. That's funny how that happens. I was thinking about this morning getting ready. The guys were talking about stuff, and I was thinking about Connor McDavid and and he had those comments a couple of days ago about, you know, it's time is now, we're, we're older, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, if there's ever a guy that could really use some time with the best players in the world to see how they prepare, it's him. Could you imagine, if he goes to the Olympics, like, you know, I know mm-hmm. the Oilers are, but I don't know. I, I think a guy like that, if he gets to hang out with, you know, Nathan McKinnon and, and these guys that, you know, have won at every level, I think that'll do him some some incredible, incredible stuff that he could should be able to take to the next level when he when he gets into the playoffs. We'll see though. Yeah. Time is now with those guys. I was just thinking about that. I mean, the only time that Flames fans can cheer for the guy. Yeah. And a lot of the others would be nice to watch him rush up the ice and not to have that feeling of panic for once and yeah. finally sit there and go, okay, it'd be nice for him to put the goal over that goalie's shoulder instead of ours like he always does. Yeah. Doesn't happen very often, but we haven't had that since yeah. the World Cup and then the missed uh, Olympics. We haven't had a chance to see Connor in the Canada yeah. jersey very often. So. Wow. so we'll look forward to that in February if everything goes according to Hoyle. Busy show today. We're going live from uh, the Wild Rose Tap Room in the Curry Barracks. It's Eric Francis Fridays today, too, so we'll talk to Francis, see what he's been up to. Uh, summer is over for Eric. It's time to get back at it, start writing stuff about the Flames and see what's going on. Uh, brought to you by Hyatt Infinity. Save up to uh, $18,400 on select executive-driven models. Visit Calgary's original Infinity destination, Heritage Meadows Road and Luxury Lane. So we'll do that with Francis later on today. Steinberg, Nult, Gordon, Big Show starts next live right here on a Friday from Sportsnet 960 The Fan.